Reports. Hey, everybody. This is John at Ubaldi Reports. The one website and podcast provides fact, not fiction, on issues impact in America, whether globally or domestically. Always with me is my Ubaldi Reports um, group that we discuss these different issues. And we're not looking for everybody to agree with us. We just want to put the information out and you take it the way you want to take it and at least trying to inform everybody. But today we want to do something a little different. And we're going to be talking about the media. I mean, right now, the trust in the media is at an all-time low. And you can see why, because everybody thinks and believes. And the media has not done itself a great favor by, it just seems like they have their agendas. They won't cover certain things, or they put a spin on it to fit their particular narrative. And, I mean, you can see over the years, we we saw the Russian collusion, we see... Um, the way they, they covered the elections, they whether the, how they cover certain candidates at certain parties. Look at the Hunter Biden um, um, issue during the uh, the, uh, the um, end of the 2020 presidential election. They pushed it as Russian disinformation. They su- they suppressed anything or any res- um, mention of the New York Post who broke the story, even though the FBI knew. We found out this later that the FBI knew a year prior that that laptop was authenticated. You had 51 um, intelligence officials who were either directors or senior directors in U.S. intelligence all push out that this was disinformation when it wasn't. And it just, look how everything is being covered. So... So that's where we're at right now. So, I mean, how do you guys see sense this? Go ahead. <laughs> I know, Ray, you got a bit to say. I have a bit to say because Fire away. I'm, I'm pretty upset at, at seeing the double standard of our media. Pretty much the um, fact that we saw Donald Trump pretty much getting roasted in four years and the fact that uh, Joe Biden is able to kind of skate through this. And I mean, I've seen not the harsh questions that we used to see between 2016 and 2020. Um, and I mean, I would have to say that Joe Biden has pretty much taken the easy route of, you know, knowing the questions beforehand and, you know, trying to get ahead of things. Do you think he'll be able to get ahead of what's going on with his son uh, after seeing the emails? Um, and that's the thing that, but, before I answer that question, it goes back. I wrote an article about this, um, I think about two years ago, three years ago. And I asked a friend of mine who's a demographer. He tracks trends throughout, you know, the society. And I asked him, is there some type of oath or Hippocratic oath that the media has to take just no. like the doctors have? They don't. And he said, yes, there is. It's called the Society for Professional Journalists Ethics Code. And it's done in bullets bullet form and I if you go to the first the first very first one it says stand by the accuracy and I'm gonna paraphrase it but it basically says stand by the accuracy of your reporting okay if where's you, the accountability though okay but that's the point but let me finish the it goes I mean, doctors are held to accountability right? yeah correct right. well hold okay. on let me finish the, the, the part of this yeah the first thing it says is stand by the the accuracy of your work before you report something, you must make sure it's verifiable. But the one thing they said is speed is not an excuse for putting out a story that is not verifiable. 
Now, remember when uh, the New York Times and other media outlets reported that Israel had bombed a hospital, and and their only source was the Palestinian in, um, Health Ministry, which is run by Hamas. Mm -hmm. In this is in the ethics code, it goes by sources. How do you vet your sources? And it said you must vet your sources. You must understand: do they have a bias? Do they have a um, something they want to push? Anybody with any journalistic ethics would have realized you go by the they would have vetted the Palestinian Health Ministry and realized that's a tool Hamas. You know what? I have a question for you now that we're kind of on that subject and and the media. Um, you know, we, we like to hold accountable to people. Um, should we hold accountable, who was that, CNN or New York Times or whoever, the reporter that was embedded with the Hamas attack on October 7th and now, right, was taking pictures? No, right now, they, um, as far as I know, they were, um, let me have a state this, they were independent and they feed, there's, there are photographers, they do independent work and they feed their stories to CNN and Reuters and the Associated Press. These are the ones that were involved in potentially um, getting information from these reporters. But that's in the queue of CNN and the Associated Press, and I believe it was Reuters as well, that you have to vet your reporters. Because there's a, when the reporter writes, he sends it to his news, news director, producer, there's certain things that you have to follow. So if they're doing something that goes beyond what a journalist, an independent journalist is supposed to do, you got problems. I mean, look at the, as an example, I know it's a couple of years ago, look at the whole um, Brett Kavanaugh scenario. Now, there's also a segment in there, it says you must protect the victim, but you also must protect the person being accused before they formally charge. So when Christine Blasey Ford went to Feinstein's office and then it materially got leaked. So uh, Christine Blasey Ford went to the Washington Post just to get her story out. So they do the story and they posted, they, they published it. And then remember when Joe Biden was accused of sexual assault. Now remember, you're still innocent until proven guilty. So Joe Biden gets accused of sexual assault. Washington Post does the story. But they don't run with it. So they asked them, well, they asked the Post, why didn't you run that story? Well, because we couldn't prove it. Well, how is it that you ran with far less evidence the Blasey Ford one, but you didn't do the Tara Reid one? And then look at how they treat Hunter Biden. I mean, we were told during the campaign explicitly when Joe Biden was asked by Peter Ducey and others, did, you, did your family receive money from China? No, my family did not receive money from China. That was a lie. We were also told I did not know anything about my son's business dealings or my family's business dealings. We know that's a lie. He still lies to it to this day. Because he was interviewed today and they asked him, he goes, oh, that's a lie. Because we have the emails that show that Our he president said it's a lie, John, so it must be real. Or then I wasn't involved in, in anything. Now we're seeing emails that he was emailing yeah. and he was on these conference calls with these individuals. So the question is, if this was any of the Trump children, do you think the media wouldn't have run with it? And then my question is, and I had a report, a journalist tell me, well, there's no evidence. So first of all, explain to me how they made all this money. How did they make 20 million? How did the grandchildren or Joe Biden, I mean Hunter Biden, or James Biden, the brother, 
How did they make their money? What was the services being offered when none of them have expertise in Ukraine? Is he energy? familiar? Is he familiar that we might need some funding for our gun range? <laughs> so I mean, I mean, so hey, yeah. I don't mind if if one of the Bidens kind of slides me a check. Well, I'm, oh, I'm cool. During the Trump presidency, and it came out recently that um, in the Atlantic there was a report that stated that Trump be, um, demeaned Marines when they went to um, Bella Wood. Mm -hmm. The Marines who died at Bella Wood. And yeah. to everybody who knows, Bella Wood is a very historic battle for the Marine Corps during World War One. And he kind of demeaned these guys are suckers because they died or something to that effect. Yeah. Well, Jonah Goldberg is the reporter from the Atlantic who wrote that story. And he said, my sources say this. The source that he used was General Kelly, who was Donald Trump's chief of staff. Okay. General Kelly wasn't even in the room when the alleged statement was made. Okay. The one person who was was John Bolton. No friend of Donald Trump said that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. How about the story when they ran with um, Russia was sending uh, bribes to um, the Taliban to kill American Marines? That didn't happen because even the CENTCOM commander said, I have no actual intelligence. Yeah. And then during Biden's campaign or uh, um, presidency, remember when he said that the migrants who were whipping, were whipping migrants at the border? That didn't happen. But he said that happened and nobody challenged the president. And even now, months later or a year later, there's no been no apology. So, John, uh, Beach Baby 226 came and said, Shouldn't we look at the owners of these media outlets? No, you're you're right. There are a lot of these media outlets are are corporate run, but then you also have to look at the mainstream media um, officials. And I looked it up on you know Google. You Google their names. Almost all of them come from the same area. They all go to the Ivy League. They all live in the same circles. You know, intermarry with each other. And there was a, a liberal columnist from the New York Times called David, his name is David Brooks. And he stated, we have ourselves to blame. Because when he got into the news business in the 80s, you could have someone who come from a small little state college or university throughout, you know, middle America. Today, almost all the media come from the, 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 um, the Ivy League colleges. And I remember there was a segment, on, at, it's kind of weird, at um, Chicago University. And Brian Steltler, who was on CNN, who's very a big antagonistic against Trump or against anything that doesn't fit the, their narrative. Well, there was this freshman, 18, 19-year-old college freshman, challenged him on that. He goes, and they were at a, I think it was a disinformation or panel, how to get trust in the media. And he goes, your, your media, your, you were part of that. You've, they went down the list of all the stories the media got wrong. And then Brian Stoutler was like, he couldn't answer. And he kind of turned out, we don't do that. And he goes, but look at all the stories they got wrong. I mean, it was just, I mean, like the Russian collusion. Look at what, the, the, did they challenge Hillary Clinton? Did they look at anything that the Clintons did? And look at Joe Biden. I mean, just on the public policy. He said back in October, um, just last, I mean, hold on, in October, or at least, excuse me, last month, inflation is at zero. Mm -hmm. No, that's not what the report said. The report said it's 3%. It's 3% higher than it was last year. 
Or how many times has Corinne Jean-Pierre said, well, the, we've, uh, we inherited a, uh, inherited a broken immigration system. Well, the last year of the Trump administration, 450,000 crossed the U.S. southern border. In the first year of the Biden presidency, they had 1.3 million. Mm -hmm. After that, it was 2.3, and they had, just in 2023, about 2.8 million have crossed the U.S. southern border, and over 179 individuals on the terror watch list crossed uh, between the U.S. southern and northern border. But has the media ever questioned him on it? Or has the media ever questioned Joe Biden that he, he doesn't hold press conferences? And when he does, he only calls out four pre-prescribed reporters and that's it. I think the most effective question I heard them ever talk about was what flavor ice cream he would like. I mean, would they ever ask Don? Well, he was honest about that, too. And he was. That was the yeah, most honest, honest thing I think That was honest said. Joe going after, hey, this is the, my favorite kind of ice cream. Right. But there's two things to that. Would they ask Donald Trump those same questions, any Republicans, but also... Well, actually, no. They, the media was more concerned about the size and the quantity of ice cream he had and the size of salt yeah. shakers he yeah. had. Yeah, it's a, He's like... another thing. Now, this is most Americans <laughs> probably are not too familiar with this individual. But his name is Alexander Solzhenitsyn. He wrote uh, Gulag Archipelago. And in, in 1978, he had just, he's been exiled from the Soviet Union, or then the Soviet Union. And he spent many years in Russian Gulag or Russian prisons. So he gave a talk. I, I admonished anybody to go Google his speech in 1978. And you go to kind of like the bottom of the speech, and he, talk, he questions the media. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you guys always say you're the watchdog against government. Who watches you when you put out a false story or you misinterpret a story, purposely misinterpret it, or you mislead, or you say something long enough like Russian collusion or some of these other stories? That's why I think we should really get into right now is talking about what are the repercussions for those that are not completely 100% honest. You cannot take some kind of action against a reporter or journalists, why? Because it would violate their no, First that Amendment. No, not necessarily. Journalists can be sued, like Kyle Rittenhouse and the other guy who was um, that high school student. Mm -hmm. He's, um, I can't think of his name. Yeah, the one with uh, the Catholic Nicholas church. Sandman. Yeah. Yeah. He sued these um, reporters because if you knew that the story was false and you ran it with it anyway, mm -hmm. you can be sued for defamation for that. And that's why both of them receive a lot a huge financial windfall now where they well, can, can trump sue the new york times for the he poll, can for the, the, now the public public officials are a little different yeah but if they willfully um push out something now the way the media gets gets checked in a way this might not be the best way well, then just call look, it. but look at the ratings now cnn yeah was rabid i mean i remember um Ted Koppel told, and I can't remember because I've seen in prison at the time, and he told him, you guys are running your business model of you're anti-Trump. What are you going to do when Trump is out of office, whether 2020 or 2024? Mm -hmm. The ratings at CNN are below TV land. Okay. The Andy Griffith show drew more <laughs> support than, the, than the, the nightly CNN programs. So they're losing money. Now, the New York Times... They're shedding um, reporters because nobody's got, you get your liberals will go to them, but you're not, they used to be the gold standard of journalism. If the Times reported it, 
there was something there. If the Times didn't, there was nothing there. Well, now that we would say the New York Times and Washington Times kind of calling out certain Democrats on certain things that they're doing. Well, but even like right now, they you know how the president and the Democrats are big on these um, electric vehicles? Yeah. Well, now we find out in the infrastructure bill that passed like two years ago. Well, it's like $7 billion, right? Yeah, $7.5 7. Almost $8 billion. Yeah. In EV charging stations. And how many are there made? And not one was built. Where's the money going? Where's the, okay. And then, oh, probably a shell company. Well, no, wait, yeah, we got to, <laughs> okay, just go, where's the, where's the money? And Be, where, where because is, is the, the money? Because is the money just, is the money just sitting in a bank not That's what used? we don't know. Yeah. Where was that $8 billion? So, or like, okay. All American EV stations. Okay, this is, I know, Ray's <laughs> big on. Because he's a big fan favorite of this. Look at the debate on funding the war in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Has anybody really interviewed the president about the war in Ukraine? No. Has the president ever spoke on, I mean, he spoke right after October 7th with the attack on Israel, but that was it. And except for the, the State of the Union address last, at the beginning of this year, he never really addresses it. But has anybody in the media has asked him about Funding for Ukraine. Where's the money going? Yeah. Well, There's a lot of issues that we bring up and nothing is done. Well, let's not forget Zelensky asking for a credit. Well, I think what you I think what's embarrassing and, and it's now coming to light in our American media is Russia has controlled this and it's it's coming to light now that there's peace talks now that it looks like Ukraine might enter NATO and it looks like Russia wants what they annexed from the war mm -hmm. and Russia's paid a heavy price for it. And I'm not going to sit here and, and say, Oh, Russia didn't lose troops. No, they lost. Oh, I think they're going on 330,000 men here and they've paid a significant price for this. But this is what I've been saying all along. What is the plan to repel Russia? There is no plan. That's why Russia has taken off and they're in control. We've spent billions on this and nobody's had a plan. What do you have to do to win the war? You have to have a strategy. You have to have a game well, plan. Don't the, throw money at it. You're going to lose. But, Ray, that's the point I've been saying from the beginning. I do support arming the Ukrainians, not the way Joe Biden has done it. This shouldn't have even gotten to this point. If he had been stronger against Russia from the beginning didn't give them everything they wanted, didn't have the disastrous pullout. As soon as we pulled out from Afghanistan right away, but we go in. But what, where's the media challenging his assumptions? This president refuses to give up documents and have his staff interviewed by the inspector general to find out what really happened in Afghanistan. Hmm. And then if you take it from domestically, Last week, we had a debate between Ron DeSantis and um, Newsom. Gavin Newsom. Okay. Does it, has the media really covered? They want to say that uh, Gavin Newsom won. But then the day after the debate, the legislative analyst, which is their version of the Congressional Budget Office, just reported preliminary reports of their $25 billion shortfall in their funding. And they're projected to have a $58 billion budget debt. Mm -hmm. Has the media covered that? Has the media challenged Gavin Newsom? It's like, you say California's back, but you got the worst homeless population. You're when they talk about people, or even, here's another one. Or how many Democrats have been asked, 
You guys talk about people of color. You guys all say Black Lives Matter. Has anybody asked these Democrats why that 80% of their community can't read or do math to grade level? Has anybody challenged Barack Obama, whose kids went to private school their whole life? He goes to Martha's Vineyard. Has he even gone to Chicago to see the carnage and violence there? Yeah. How, many, how many states have apps to track human fecal matter on the side of the road? <laughs> I know. A whopping one. Was it like the poo map or what was it called? Yeah, Something the like that. map in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing. And that, but look horrid. at the, but, but has anybody, has anybody in the media challenged Joe Biden over his wide open border? Has anybody, they, Kamala Harris was interviewed on a couple of programs. Did anybody ask her, you're the border czar. You haven't been to the border since 2021. What's your, what's your plan? What's your strategy? So, I mean, look at the way, I mean, you mentioned it earlier. Look at the way the media treats Republicans, and especially Donald Trump, compared to how they treat Democrats. Why is that? Are they? I, I don't. Mean, I don't understand. I don't understand their narrative. I don't know why they want to see America kind of go down in the down the drain. Because for, that's the, the belief. I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't s- understand it. But look at the war in um, in Israel. How many time, How many people know that Israeli women were brutally raped, mm-hmm. sexually assaulted, children beheaded, babies burned in an oven. But that's that's lost. And how many people, how many of the media have really called out and informed what the American public, what Hamas is? But also, what about the immense anti-Semitism in most of the Ivy League schools when it comes to... You know, and then they were brought up to Congress and they were not answering a yes or no question. They were just like, it has to be an actual action before it actually considered something that they were going to take action for. Should a terrorist organization be able to call and ask for a ceasefire if they've terrorized the innocent? No. Okay, so then why why should we be abiding by that? And that's the point. Yeah. No one's asking it like, okay, when you talk about the college presidents. What would have flipped the switch? What would have happened if um, at these college and major universities, they said like there's right now there's places they're told Jewish students don't go. If you're Jewish, don't go to these areas. What would have happened if we said all black and Hispanic students, you're not, I wouldn't advise you to go to these areas. How, what would you think the public uproar would be? Is it something that the schools want to happen? Like it seems like it seems like if you're okay, if your biggest contributor might be of the Jewish population or the Jewish census or whatever, the you know majority and their big spenders like, oh, I want, I believe in education, I'm going to give it to here. They're going to lose that money next year. Well, they're definitely, but it just shows that I didn't realize how pervasive the anti-Semitism is on these college campuses. Well, why is this, why is it so accepted? That's and another, that's, that's, that's another But you've got a president who doesn't call out, he's quick to call out extremists on the other side. Why doesn't he call out the extremists John, in his own party? John, I, I have something for you. What was it? The summer of 2020, correct? Was that where, was it 
Portland or Seattle where they actually the the organization actually annexed a piece of like a sh- like a mile road. Oh, that yeah. was and, that was but, both. But Portland, but I'm going to answer your question Seattle right now. Was it? Remember when they actually segregated things and like people of color were in one tent and then white people were in another tent? Like like they shot us. The Black Lives Matter shot us back 70 years ago. <laughs> but I mean, but but these are things the media should be asking these tough questions, but they're not. Well, they don't care. The segregation in the autonomous zone was happening across yeah. college campuses as well. They decided that because, you know, 70 years ago, we had the good stuff for whites only. And now they have or they had um, people of color only spaces and why, to feel why, safe against the violence of the existence of white people. Why is such a different like why are they like, OK, it's OK to be anti-Semite over here as long as you're not doing anything. But someone says something about Trump a few years ago and they're like, okay, we need counseling and we need safe spaces for all these people. Like they're, they're more an act for somebody that's not even there in their presence to, to do something. But yet there is like little literal demonstrations of these people displaying hate towards a group and they're not doing a thing. I mean, but that's what we're getting right now. You have the democratic party who champions free speech now look at yesterday they don't we had um rep- riley Gaines. she was that swimmer from kentucky who, <laughs> here we go um, who is um who, who swam against leah thomas and yeah. she lost and you have a she bi- did not lose oh, no but you have a bi- but hold on you have a biological male yeah. swimming with her and so she got i think regulating the second place or something so she was up on Capitol Hill talking about we got to protect women's sports. Now she was in. Um, she had the the ranking member was Representative Summer Lee, a Democrat of Pennsylvania, one of the new of the Progressive Squad, and she went at it saying we're going to listen to this transphobic crap mm-hmm. coming from these these speakers. So Riley Gaines spoke back and called her a misogynist. She wanted to silence her. Now they're all about free speech. Until you say something that you they don't like, they want to cancel you. Now, and that's where we're at right now. And well, the media doesn't challenge this. Or here's another one. Before we get to what you were saying, Cody, there's the court case, Missouri versus Biden. And then you had a fed. This is going to go up to the Supreme Court. And you had a federal, a U.S. federal judge, admonish the Biden administration. And I read. His legal brief was like 150 pages. Joe Biden has suppressed and censored every American in this country, the ability to, to see, hear, and read, all because, and he forced this, the, um, the tech companies to go far above what they did mm-hmm. to suppress what they could see, hear, and read. And this court case is going to go up to the Supreme Court, and he's going to get slapped. But where's the media challenging the Biden administration? He's all quick to call out how the Republicans and if Trump gets in, he's going to be a dictator when Joe Biden is doing exactly what he's admonishing the other side from doing. So um, what's his name? I was there. Brings up a good point. And I think we, we can talk about this a little bit till the end of the show is I'd like to hear uh, your people critique on their own party for a change rather than talk about everybody else's. So like, you know, there is a little bit of dissension going on in the Republican Party. 
So, I mean, we like against Trump or no, well, well, McCarthy for one dropping is going to be dropping out after after the month. He's not even going to finish his term. He's dropping out after a month. We also have Santos. who's He was was expelled. Yeah, he was expelled. So we do have a a list. So what you're saying is the Republican Party is weeding out the wrong people that's in this party. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, there we go. We're we're doing that. Going back to what Kevin, I was, I said it from the beginning the freedom caucus was wrong matt gates in florida mm-hmm. it was dead wrong because you got rid of kevin mccarthy because he de- made a deal with democrats but then the current speaker michael johnson i believe is the name and he did the same thing to get a, a bill so what was your what was your plan? But that's what you're supposed to do you're, as, you're gonna have to you're, do you're that. gonna have to do that but also it was just maybe the way that mccarthy was kind of like moving for it because all they really wanted was to say hey no more aid for ukraine we're, we're getting a little tired of this but mccarthy bulked anyway especially when it came to a very a very optimal time because it was had everything to do with the budget so for that, him but... to kind of do that was a slap in the face for the republican party so i can understand matt gates moving on the on is, that and also well hold on before Matt Gates and his little gathering set a precedent for saying, hey, you want us to vote for you? You're going to have to abide by this. But and the, guess what? The other guy, he's doing the same thing. Know, but the problem with that is, I agree with some of the things. that I didn't agree with some of the things Kevin McCarthy did. But if you're going to remove a speaker, what, what was your plan to who was going to replace him? There was no plan. No, they were so thing, we they went, were they were trying to get what's his name in there. The, the, they the, wanted Jim Jordan. Yeah, they wanted Matt, Jordan. That wasn't going to happen. Matt Gates. What Matt Gates needed to do before, because I agree, up to a point of what Matt Gates did. Matt, there there was a lot of hostility getting Kevin McCarthy into Speaker of the House. Yeah, they were, and, and yeah, he needed a what couple. What needed votes. to happen yeah. was Kevin McCarthy needed to listen to his party and what was said. He didn't. But what Matt Gates needed to do was he needed to have a plan in place before you go and, you know, yeah, and just say, hey, you're out. I would have agreed 1,000% on what Matt Gates did voting McCarthy out had he said, hey, look, this is what we're going to put in and this is who we're taking out. Yeah, but the thing thing is is this. He didn't have a plan. He didn't like um, Kevin McCarthy working with the Democrats. So what did he do? He worked with the Democrats to force Matt because the Freedom Caucus, some of the Freedom Caucus, was enough votes mm-hmm. with every Democrat and about, I think it was eight or so Republicans joined Democrats to get rid of um, Speaker McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Cool. And they had no plan of who was going to replace him. But and it's just. They didn't, but yet this, the, pre, this, the current uh, House Speaker, how many votes? Did he have to go through in well, order? He wasn't the first. He wasn't the first in line. First, it was going to. No, no, no. I'm not saying the first line. How, how many times did they have to vote for I him? Think it in was order? like three or four times or something like that. Is that the norm? No, no. normally that's not the norm. No, usually, it's like once. The four, yeah, yeah, exactly. I would think so. Whoever's the minority leader but is this, not the majority. But this guy is probably falling into more party lines, but also abiding by what you have to do as speaker as playing both sides of the field but, but not but to. but not extreme like, know, but you know you, but when you only have four votes four votes as a majority and you don't control the senate now we only get, have two <laughs> guess what you're not going to go where and for the republicans there's certain things i disagree with them on they need to when it comes to the budget 
everybody wants to go after the other side's uh, projects, but they don't look at them. We came from the military. Yeah. The military has to be part of the discussion how to reform spending. Yeah. Not cut, reform how it does its business. And that's throughout government. And you have to look at Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. The entitlement programs are mandatory spending. Okay. They're eating up 60% of the budget. So, so John, why don't you go ahead and tell them where they can get a hold of us. You can get a hold of us by going to UbaldiReports at gmail.com. That's UbaldiReports at gmail.com. You can also go to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok and check us out. We definitely would like to do this every day, Monday through Friday, because there's a lot of issues to um, decompose and all this stuff. So keep supporting us, and we'll try to get to that point. So keep following us at Ubaldi Reports and... I want to let you know, let um, Joe talk about all American gunslingers and what they're up to. All right, you can join Ray and I. Hold on, there's Ray and I. Ray and I at allamericangunslingers at gmail .com. But also, we are in the process of getting our range started. You can definitely follow us on our Facebook page to get more updates 